Some films are mediocre Some films aren't good or bad Some films won't win an Oscar Globe, BAFTA, or a SAG You like those flicks? Come get your fix In a podcast called Mixed Bag Kia ora! Welcome to Mixed Bag, where we review the mixed, muddled, meh, mediocre, and Michelle movies oh. of film history. I'm Matt. I'm Cassandra. And I'm James. Uh, did anybody do superlatives in high school? Did anybody get voted a most something in high school? Uh, I'm giving no. this an offer because uh, I didn't do that at my school. We definitely um, had awards. There was like Skucks of the Year, Bots yeah. of the Year, and you there were, were nominees. You were not Skucks or Bots of the Year? No, I no. was not either. James was, was the king of the ball. Yes, yeah, so yeah. I, I have that. And then I also got most likely to be famous, I think. Wow. Oh. What to live up to. A lot to live up <laughs> I to. I know. A lot of pressure. Look, if there's no expectations, then you're really just yeah. free. Like, Matt and yeah. I are just God. free to succeed you're, on our own. <laughs> one of the drawbacks of being one of the drama captains. Yeah. Yeah. You're such a Christy Masters, James. Yeah. <laughs> Reference what pending a, for later. Yeah. To yeah. To. This is all going to make sense later on for those that haven't seen this film. Yeah. Um, but uh, it's a beautiful day. We're inside, but we'll get out there later. How's everyone Maybe. doing? <laughs> yeah. It's been a beautiful summer. It's so. been very warm. Yeah, yeah we've been good. It's it's currently birthday season over here. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Um, so it's just been my birthday. It's about to be Matt's birthday. Yeah. Um, and we did a, a movie kind of uh, a birthday pick for this. Yeah. Well, it's not really a birthday birthday pick. We were trying to think no, of birthday like, picks. Of things that we really wanted to see. But we thought like this would be kind of a sort of coming of agey type sort yeah. of pick yeah. that maybe made sense. It would have made sense literally I mean, more last year when we were 10 years out of high school. It, 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 yeah, sure. But, <laughs> but also oh, I feel well. it's nice to like look back at, you know, where you were and now mm. <laughs> we're all so much better. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. Yeah. All you guys need to see is this... A, like cursed clip on the internet <laughs> of us introducing our show gift of the gap oh, yes. yeah you can look back think about yeah. how much we've grown uh we could add, i might add it in the comments oh, wow. <laughs> just some miscellaneous um, content miscellaneous no, <laughs> um, a miscellaneous <laughs> Uh, um, yeah, no, we all did uh, glow up, and there is, thankfully, there is other footage from Gift of the Gab that did not see the light of day, <laughs> us uh, singing songs that were, request, were requested through Pledge Me, um, RIP to those wonderful music videos that we put together. Yeah, they lost the camera on the bus. Yeah, we um, did. Yeah, so lost. I'm sorry, Anthony, <laughs> if you're listening, like, if, I know it's still a grudge these many years later. Hey, we'll make it up somehow. One exactly. day. Yeah. yeah. At the high school reunion. <laughs> mm. Sounds good. Uh, there's a jubilee coming up with our school, uh, oh. which is even more bigger than a reunion because that's like everybody, right? Yeah, that's not just your year. Oh, yeah. My yeah. school's had multiple various events, but would I go to any of them? Not no. in a million no. years. Why yeah. would you go to that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because I mean, they say it in this film, which we'll get to in a bit, but it's like, why would I, why would we go to it other than to brag about how successful Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. pretty much. And I was like, that is kind of the undercurrent that happens yeah. in those events. Like, there is an instinct to be like, how is everyone? How are you all doing? But I think it is like, this is me now. Da, yeah, I da, think da, it's da. weird because some people have stayed friends with their high school friends. True. Not yeah. necessarily me. I keep in touch with like, I'm friends with a lot of them on Facebook, but yeah. not necessarily like hang out with them. Yeah. 
you know, it is interesting frequently. to think like how Facebook has changed the high school reunion dynamic. Though, yeah, that's because, true because like, people can see, you see right? where everyone's lives at. You couldn't yeah. do this. Well, and today. you could also just message everyone <laughs> at like you know, at your, you know, at your disposal. You could be like, yeah. but would you though? You, you wouldn't want to. Like, yeah. I mean, no. I wouldn't want to message both these people, but I can be like, oh, this person had a baby. Oh, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, but if you had ulterior motives, then maybe. Yeah. Ulterior motives. You know, you could slide into the DMs. Oh, true. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not um, that I would do that. Anyway, we're getting we're getting sort of full on to tilt into talking about this film because we yeah. really want to talk about it. Yeah. But uh, before that, we've got to do a little bit of, of pop corner. Because we have been watching other things so despite the sunny weather. Let's slide on over to the pop corner. <laughs> pop 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 corner. Um, I'm going to uh, pick up a pop corner from last time. Imagine some some pop corners fall into the ground and then you pick it up a week. Or two weeks later. Except in a nice way. That's, <laughs> no, that's nasty. That's yuck. Because we mentioned uh, Yellow Jackets and we were like, oh, we're only a couple of episodes in. Mm-hmm. We are now fully complete on, on the experience uh, and can highly, highly recommend it. I think we talked a little bit about it. Yeah, we didn't top- probably talk about it because we only watched the first two episodes right. last yeah. time. So Yellow Jackets is uh, a new... What is it? HBO? No, it's not. It's um, HBO Max, show... I think, right? It's on HBO Max, but it's Showtime, isn't it? Yeah, it's a Showtime um, show, but we're watching it on Neon in New yeah, Zealand. Right, um, but okay. it's uh, it's it's about a, a group of high schoolers, um, a soccer team um, that were set to go to nationals, but then their plane crashes on a um, an abandoned island. Or what's a desert? Not an abandoned island. island. It's on. A, it's in the middle of a forest. Yeah, and it's um, not an island at all. It's probably like Canada <laughs> that we know. Of. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, uh, on uh, they crash land and then they have to fend for themselves. Um, uh, and they're all teens and then that uh, cuts back and forward to um, some of the survivors of the event um, uh, what is it however many years later in 2021 so it's yeah. 1996 to 2021 oh 15 um, yeah wait yeah. no <laughs> that's 25 25 <laughs> <laughs> I was like maths I don't know <laughs> um, yeah and so uh, it's a really really great show um, and uh, has some kind of elements of some of our favorite uh, TV shows of the past. It feels a bit losty. It feels a little, uh, it's not a TV show, but it feels a bit like Lord of the Flies, um, which I'll get to later. Um, <laughs> and uh, yeah, it's just a stunning kind of showcase of talent and storytelling and mystery because mystery shows are done a fair bit, but they're not done particularly well. And so when you see a mystery show like done really, really well, um, it's really exciting. Now also, think about it. I feel like you've you've told us previously what your pop corners are, but I feel like they're all thematically related or yeah. like environmentally related somehow. It's true. Mm. Yeah. We've got a lot of the environment. Yeah. All right, continue. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's also got really great performances. It's got um, performances from uh, Melanie Linsky, who's New Zealand representation. She's doing great, and she's finally kind of being seen as a as a leading lady. Um, Christina Ricci is there, playing a really wonderful, um, twisted character, Misty. Um, uh, there is. Uh, Oh, Natalie Lewis? No, Natalie's okay. Juliet Lewis. Juliet Lewis. Lewis being an absolute train wreck um, and killing it um, as, like, yeah, because all of these characters in, in their adult lives, they're dealing with whatever happened to them on the island and trauma. Um, you keep saying the island, but it's not an island. I know, They're going cross country over North like America. The there is no island okay. space well, for them to be on. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, but they're, they're dealing with this trauma of what they went through, which we don't kind of know. And it kind of, mm. we're starting to pick apart what it is. And, you know, we're, we're seeing through these various characters, how that kind of manifests. And it's really, really great. Um, 
seeing them try to settle down into this kind of uh, suburban uh, life. Oh, there's also Thaisa, who I'm, I'm not sure. Thaisa, uh, Tony, uh, Tony Cypress is the actress. Tony Cypress, yeah. Um, oh, okay. Yeah. Um, is a weird name. Yeah. <laughs> I only know one Thaisa, which is Rio Farmiga's sister. Oh, no, this is not her. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, that's the character name. But um, yeah, so it, it's, it's, I think... And mm. the lost comparison, it has come up a lot, like James is saying, but I think an interesting thing about this is that structurally it's closer to like your season four sort of era lost where you've got them in the, the, the rather than the flashbacks, it's the flash forwards of the present day. Mm. And so we, we know less than the characters, which is really interesting. Lost, yeah. we're kind of figuring out the mystery along with the characters on mm. the island and we're all kind of trying to figure stuff out with them. Whereas here they are all, have this shared secret of what happened during the 19 months that they were isolated in this woods and the plane crash. Mm. And we know that it's, you know, a dark secret and there is trauma involved and there's hints of supernatural stuff that comes across mm. the season. But we, you know, we're, we've got that dramatic irony thing where uh, they all know things about each other and about that experience that we, the audience, don't. So we kind of keep more guessing at their motives and what kind of things we should take for granted about these characters which is really interesting as a dynamic to play with yeah i mean we're, we're following four characters uh in the present day but there's a significant number of other people mm. that like crashed um and we're wondering what happened to them what happened to like the the coach that lands with them what happens to yeah all the other girls um yeah and it's really really fun seeing them play out apparently it's set for like five seasons which mm. sounds like a good kind of sweet spot i'm glad that they know where they're kind of going to or aiming yeah. towards because one of the problems with lost is that like they were aiming for a wrap-up and then the studio was like no more more so they had to like <laughs> generate um yeah which hopefully yeah i, I hope that they're lost. Aiming... the title became a self-fulfilling prophecy <laughs> yeah and it, like great things like came out of that they're like there's some really interesting stuff in those later seasons but like telling a complete story for yellow jackets i'm really bang um hopeful um, yeah a full complete story at the end nice well i'm excited to see it oh as long that. as i don't click on yellowstone instead i, know. I hear yellowstone is also good i, just, I hear so maybe I have no interest in watching it, just it doesn't feel as geared to me as yellow jackets yeah. is. maybe I, i'll enjoy i wanted to listen to like a yellow jackets like discussion podcast yeah. and i felt like there was one that we were listening to which was a lost rewatch podcast yeah. um yeah. and joanna robinson who was one of the hosts on that podcast mm -hmm. uh is now on this other one called the ringer which does like is like a prestige tv podcast mm -hmm. where they just do different discussion episodes about various different big television shows mm -hmm. I was like, oh, yes, Yellow Jackets. Oh, they've got heaps of them. And then I realized, as I said, listen to one of them, that like half of the downloads yeah, were Yellowstone ones. Yeah. And they, in fact, oh, only go. had three Yellow Jackets discussion <laughs> episodes. And so the rest of them were all just like, I was like, what, what are you talking about? So we're just <laughs> jumping between the two. Well, it's because like they just, they do a succession on there. They do like lots of other shows. Oh, sure. And yeah. it's just right. in the episode title what they're going to discuss yeah. that, that sure. episode. So you're going to stay followed um, up to date with everything that's going on. Yeah, because it's like, quite a lot of different hosts on yeah. that and things. But yeah. yeah, so if you want to listen to that, uh, there's some three good discussions, but don't get confused when i was watching the sag nominations i fully heard vanessa hudgens say yellow jackets but it was actually yellowstone and i don't know why my like brain oh, converted that to jello yellow jackets i haven't even seen either show yeah. i was like oh okay, okay. cool yeah. um tony cypress i've only seen her in heroes so mm. that's yeah, I, I know. I haven't her seen her from anything yeah, she, before. Yeah, it's a thing. Um, like you know, I haven't seen her in anything. So interesting to yeah. There's see also her really again. good. Like James has sort of mentioned the 2021 actresses, but the the, the 1996 era actresses are also extremely good. Oh nice. Yes. And are doing a lot of really great work to kind of show. Um, yeah, a really strong similarities between you know mm. the older selves and younger selves to the point of like. 
um, even when some of them don't have huge physical similarity. A lot of them do yeah. have a lot of physical similarity, but oh they God. haven't cast them for that. They're just acting in such a way that you're like, there's a clear straight line from her to her, and you, you know, can totally see you it. You know which what is we great. should do in this pod now and then, which is the female Stand By Me. Oh, I haven't seen yeah. that. So I love Stand like By Me. So. Christina Ricci grows up to be um, Rosie O'Donnell. Um, there's okay. Gabby Hoffman in it, and like just all these. It's. I'll I'll show you what it is later. Oh, cool. This is an off pod disc. Yeah. Yeah. Um, anything else? Yes. Um, so uh, I'd also like to shout out these. These two are also linked. Um, Jasmine Savoy Brown, who is uh, plays the young oh. Teresa in. Um, that just reminds me of one other thing I should talk about. Later. <laughs> but yeah. In uh, in Yellow Jackets, also stars in Scream, uh, which I checked out. Oh yes, I um, was going to talk about that. Yeah, but um, you can talk about it as well. Just, just jump in together. Yeah. Yes. Uh, it's it's like it's this is Scream Five. Yeah. Uh, I've only Scream seen Scream One and Two. Uh, <gasps> I know I did not keep what? up uh, because I heard that. Well, I'd heard for the rest of the time that it was like. Like Ghostbusters, where it's like only the first is good, and then I went and saw Scream Two. Or went, I, I went, I, I saw it on my TV, and I was like, "Oh, this is really Scream great." Scream Two is great with an iconic performance from Laurie Metcalf. Yeah, as the uh, as the shh, mom. Shh. Yeah. Yes, as it's a mom. As yeah. a mom. That's all we know. She's a mom. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we didn't give away anything at all. Exactly. <laughs> Um, uh, but yeah, uh, Scream <sighs> Five, uh, um, which Jasmine stars in, is like a a what do they call it? Uh, a re uh, oh, a, a recall. recall. That's what it is. I hate it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, keep, keep it. <laughs> but it's it's, it's well defined. They explained it in, in the, the film, film, where it's like it must be like a reboot and a sequel that brings in some of the old cast, but they must be kind of supporting kind of characters as well as tied in with a new cast. So it's the strange fusion. Fusion. So you see that with the Star Wars films. You see that with like, what are some other plenty uh, like. Who cares? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Great. Um, I hate it. Uh, yeah. Uh, and so, like, it's 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 well observed, like, uh, meta kind of commentary. Some stuff uh, better than others, but uh, I had a really fun blast with it. Like the the new team is like uh, you know plenty of uh, dishy young faces um, that you've seen in other places. <laughs> dishy is such a James edit. <laughs> very old-fashioned yeah. as that boy from 13 reasons why um yeah i don't know his name but he's dylan minute right yeah he's got I a think, real um, like potato face and a, i think he's cute he's, he's named yeah. wes after wes craven which i thought was yeah. cute um, there was elm street as where some people live on yeah, yeah, which yeah. is nice um, um, um cuba gooding's junior son in there mason gooding oh right yeah. oh cool yeah and also we've got um uh talking of sons we have the son of dennis quaid and meg ryan with oh yeah jack, jack quaid. quaid um yeah and, and talking of christina ricci jenna ortega who is one of the girls mm. she's gonna be the new wednesday adams oh yes the, um oh. tim burton miniseries oh she plays the the sister right yes as the first, first she, sequence. she's the one that was actually good Oh, oh! Between the sisters, or yeah, everyone, yeah, yeah. So we we have a reappearance from uh, in the Heights. Um, the woman who plays is it Vanessa? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, who uh, famously we'd not love. <laughs> I don't. Lo- I also hate her. I don't think she's a good actress. No, Sorry, no. she was a Felicia in this. Um, yeah, film. I don't know what her draw is. Like oh, she's, she's hot. Pretty, like, yeah. She's very good. Yeah. Because yeah. I was. But other people are hot and are good at acting. Yeah, yeah. So the spirit had good scenes with her sister um not because of her it was like emotional scenes and jenna ortega ate her up yeah um melissa was not giving anything she was giving bland she was giving like um 
no taste. She was giving COVID. Like, yeah. <laughs> During those sequences, it's like, I love you so much. And well, I'm like, this isn't why I came like everyone, for Scream 4. Yeah. Um, so, you know, pretty sure, hopefully she can afford goodbye. some acting lessons. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, well, that's part of the reboot thing. Okay, so it's no, not I, thought, I think it's because you said it like, that's what I came to Scream 4. Like it was Scream yeah. 4. Oh, but, right. Scream you know, <laughs> everyone has decided to call it Scream 5 because we're not stupid. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, scream you that can count. one. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, uh, but it's a great time. It's um, fun. Yeah, I yeah. think I slightly prefer four. Sure, which okay. has like a, a really fun third act. Nice. Um, oh, I need to go back and see. It. Yeah, yeah. Three is a mess, but still fun. Mm. It's got Parker Posey in it. And the TV I think show? Have you? Done no, I haven't. I haven't, I haven't done the TV show. Yeah, but I think the Scream franchise is. Uh, pretty fun in general yeah i could see more of them i mean i think my least favorite part of the film is when it gets too like explainy about the meta of horror like that was fun in the first couple of movies but i don't think that's what i go for scream right you know yeah i i I appreciated a little bit how they were trying to like comment on like fandom and, and that kind of stuff but sometimes it hit and then sometimes it was like oh you're trying a little bit too hard but yeah, I like the slashes. I love the I love the mystery of trying to figure it out. I love the first scream. Yeah. Also oh, it's classic. Um Nev Campbell looks amazing. She looks incredible. And she fucking slayed I thought she did a great performance. Yeah. I think Just the presence, the yeah. gravitas. Yeah. Oh, I love Sydney Prescott. I don't know if this is a mean thing to say, but Courtney Cox in close up. Hey, she needs a better doctor. Yeah. <laughs> it was it was tough. Yeah. Aww. But yeah. Um, Neve looks incredible and nice to see Dewey as well. Um, Dewey, the character, uh, or David, David Arquette. Arquette. Yeah. Um, my final pick uh, for Pop Corner, so we can keep this rolling, is uh, Lord of the Flies, which obviously relates because uh, Yellow Jackets is uh, set on a location of foresty terrain. <laughs> you could have said Survivor. <laughs> <It's> like... <laughs> yeah, true. Um, but we'll get to Survivor later. Um, Cass can talk about Survivor. Yes, um, but also I just mean like general survivors of a oh, thing. Oh, yeah, sure, the, sure. About a crash of a vehicle that was supposed to be transporting <laughs> yeah. a whole lot of school kids somewhere. Yeah. Maybe that's part. <laughs> anyway. we're, uh, we're also watching Survivor. Yeah. Um, yeah, so Lord of the Flies, uh, obviously um, Yellow Jackets has a lot of similarities and I realised that I'd never... Well, realized i just never got around to reading lord of the flies because we didn't study it in school uh and i figured it was a good time to actually um see it because i didn't know what the ending was and was like oh i won't possibly spoil you have you read all of it yes yeah oh yeah. nice um so yeah i had a really great time you know I what like... i stand lord of the flies it's famously a five-star rating on my goodreads oh from when i read it like i don't know like 15 years ago nice <laughs> Um, yeah, it's by William Golding. Uh, you probably know what it's about or have read it, but um, it's about a group of boys that crash on an island uh, and is plentiful with food um, and uh, wildlife. And so it follows the characters of Ralph, Peggy, or a boy who's <laughs> not actually called Peggy, but that's his, his Ralph nickname. With Peggy with the little, you know, like yeah. double quotation yeah, marks. Yeah, quotation around. marks around. Yeah. Uh, Jack, um, Simon, and what's the other one? Like Harvey. No. See, they, these names are real. To yeah. me, I was just like, Piggy's the only one I know. Yeah, Blaine. The star. I was like, Piggy, Simon, and Jack are the three. Oh, that I sure. Remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But there's, there's another oh, this one. this one's like Sam and Eric, which is two. And Sam and Eric. And going to call them as one, wow. which there's I thought was the, funny. I the think... recall of the character names <laughs> yeah. is I'm astounding sure. oh, right now. Because she is. I'm not like a huge, I'm not a really big fan of this book. I didn't yeah. really like it that much. Yeah, there's a Henry or a, a Harvey who has like okay. a grudge against um, Ralph. I don't remember him. Um, but yeah, it's about like how um, 
uh, people kind of form into kind of factions or like different kind of philosophies, each character kind of representing a different kind of point of view around like how civilization should kind of run. Um, and it is pretty like bold uh, strokes with it, but uh, and very, it's a, an incredibly fast kind of read. Um, but I love that like the intricacy of like the importance of so Piggy wears glasses and that is integral to like uh, mm. making fire and that becomes mm. an integral part of the book. Um, and yeah, the difference between like survival and this instinct to, to kind of hunt. Um, yeah, and it kind of unpacks that. Um, yeah, I guess the privilege kind of uh, schoolboy uh, kind of uh, approach. Um, it, it, they are all like very um, uh, um, yeah privileged young kind of boys uh, <laughs> who are trying to um, kind of make their way, and uh, yeah, it kind of devolves into this kind of um, approach that. Uh, yeah, I just have to read it. Yeah, it's a really fun, um, <laughs> fun little story. And I did not know about um, who the Lord of the Flies was, so that was mm. fun to to mm. learn that. And uh, it was Frodo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's, he, re- I mean, he cu- he got those rings, and then he got those flies and in then, the dance, obviously. Yeah, yeah. 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 especially Michael Flatley. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. And he just got up on that cross and just became the Lord. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, that's all I'll probably say on. On the Lord of the Fires. Mm. Do you want to jump in? With what? With your popcorn. Okay. Well, I'm always going to start with a sad one because, Mm. I mean, it's not really, you know, a show or anything. It's people. Yes. yes. (laughs) Because um, we've lost a lot of uh, really tremendous, like, titans in. Since the last episode. Yeah. I mean, even then, like, even before that. So we Mm. lost, you know, Joan Didion and Betty White. Mm Uh, Sidney Poitier, yeah. Peter Bogdanovich, Ronnie Spector, who is part of my favorite girl group, mm-hmm. the Ronettes. Um, who else did we? Meatloaf, yeah. Andre Leontelli, and a tragic young passing as well, Gaspar Uyel, who's a, a French actor, yeah. died in a ski accident. Mm. It's just so much um, yeah. that we lost in pop culture. And some of these are like, you know, in Sidney Poitier's case, a literal trailblazer. Mm. Um, Betty White, who has been doing comedy since the 1940s mm. to like the 2010s, like that is amazing. Yeah, we're 22 days in. It's wild. And I've I've never read a Joan Didion book, but like seeing her writing, I feel mm. like I would really get into it. Yeah, yeah. It's a yeah, it's a real uh, loss. Uh, we blasted some some meatloaf the other. Oh, night. and Bob Saget also. That's yeah. another one. Yeah, oh my course. god. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I, I I guess it's there's going to be a point in life which uh, maybe is happening kind of now where there are like a whole swathe of uh, people that we have kind of more known and loved uh, are going to start passing away because mm. of time and age and generations. It's, yeah, it's going to feel like a massive slog. Um, yeah, yeah, and it does sometimes. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, who's that? <laughs> Um, our, our recording host slash producer James is the one that <laughs> does not have really messed up today. Yeah. Um. Anyways, now I guess now is a good time to revisit the legacy that they have left, which is their work. Yeah. So you know, Golden Girls, here I come. Yeah. <laughs> I think we were talking about this last night. Someone said it is on Disney Plus under the Star Banner. So Ooh. I do need to look into that. Uh, let me know, listeners, if I'm wrong or not. Yeah. Um, yeah, and Bogdanovich, um, I've enjoyed a lot oh of his Oh my god, work, I his... love Last Picture Show. I love Paper Moon. Yeah, those are oh, two that I haven't actually so nice. seen, so I've, I've set aside those two to kind of Wait, watch them. Wait, those are the ones you haven't seen? I know, seen? I've seen What's Up Doc and um, 
oh, what's this other one? Oh, the the cat's meow, but like oh, two of his yeah. biggest. Um, yeah, I have I have not caught up with. So I'm a big fan of him and and his friendship or you know on again off again kind of friendship with Orson Welles. Mm, um, that needs to be a film in itself. Yeah, yeah. Whoever plays Orson will win an Oscar. Definitely. <laughs> what a character. <laughs> yeah. I don't know who could play Orson. That's a pretty huge role. All right, James. Oh. Better start eating. <laughs> <laughs> I'll eat Preparing like a, the role. a roast. Start drinking <laughs> ice cream melted in the tub <laughs> like, like Ryan Gosling. <laughs> a roast every meal or something like that. Oh like my God. God. Um, but yeah. I'm surprised no one has made an Orson Welles biopic. I feel like it's ripe for... Well, he's always... His life is so dramatic. He mm. always pops up like... As like supporting characters, yeah. as like larger than life. He's an Edward, like the representation of Orson is an Edward, oh. and then he's in Me and Orson Welles. I was which... say, isn't Me and Orson Welles partially in Orson Welles? I guess so. It's not really but, though. But it's, it's about, more about me. It's about the me. <laughs> it's about the me. The Zac was it, is me is that, is that? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. with um, uh, Gwyneth Paltrow, I think. Yeah. Playing Orson Welles. <laughs> yeah. Her, um, her signature no, it's, role. It's, uh, yeah. Christian McKay, who plays yeah. it, he does a really good role uh, performance. But uh, yeah, it is about like his theatre troupe and like mm. falling in love during a like theatre show. <laughs> not an interesting part of Orson's life. Oh, I mean, his theatre troupe Maybe, was pretty cool. I guess. Like, but it's more about, I guess, whoever me, was writing me. it, doing like, for yeah. me, this was an important yeah. part of my life. It's like my week yeah. with Marilyn. I'm like, yeah. I don't care about <laughs> Marilyn's. Week with you? Is yeah. Is like a driver or something? Is that, that yeah, one? I don't yeah. remember. Um, there's another one. Oh no, that's oh, I need to see that because that's got Ken Branner as Lawrence Olivier, which yeah, I'm curious. He's to very see. hammy. <laughs> good. It's good casting. Yeah. Um, how do we get onto this? What Anyways, are we about? Um, the awesome. deaths. Yeah. 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 Right. Um, but yeah, I, you know, we just celebrate those lives, their lives, and their work and their legacy, and it's a, it's a you know disservice not to mention them in this corner. Totally. Um, moving on to something nicer. Um, I did watch Encanto, and it's really nice. It's uh, very heartwarming, and I love the um, characters. Mm. What a nice family. It's just like, ah, look, lovely. Lovely songs. Yes. Lovely songs. Yeah. Good characterization. Good, good, good yeah. drawings. Yeah. yeah. It's funny because, like, you know, this actually was i thought it was a pixar film but actually just, just i keep calling one. it a pixar film and james is like it's one. not it's disney was i oh, <laughs> yeah, I yeah. I was the so disney no, no, no. i called it pixar and you oh, yeah it's it just seems like a pixar well yeah mm. and also it seemed like a pixar concept yeah to mm. me but you know and disney are more guilty of just kind of like having that consistent one kind of look for characters one face yeah, yeah, yeah yeah but also the frozen approach i mm. think if he told me like say you know luca and um Encanto, which one was disney and which one was pixar i feel like i would get it wrong if i didn't know mm-hmm. like i i loved luca also yeah totally but i thought Encanto seemed a bit more pixar to me yeah because luca was like pretty low concept mm. but it was just like a nice cute story it's a vibe yeah yeah, yeah. Mm. both of them have Bruno's in them. Yeah. Oh, we don't talk about them. No. (laughs) Silencio Bruno. (laughs) It's such a bop. Like, I just put on that song. It is a nice bop. It's definitely, like, you can definitely hear Lin-Manuel Miranda's pin in it. Like, it sounds like a Lin-Manuel Miranda song. Which is, like, I think people have been criticizing it. No, I don't mind it. And I'm like, that's what composing is like. You have, like, a signature kind of sound. But it's also kind of just, like, filmmaking. Like, auteurs kind of tell, just tell the same story in different ways. And it's, like, that's how, that's why you hired this composer. Exactly, yeah. That's what it would sound like. And and you wanted that sound for it. They tragically didn't put it forward for Best Original Song because they thought the context. What? They were like, Which one did they put? 
Ford. No, I'm not sure. But maybe like, the the first one, I guess, we're that introducing not, that. That's the worst song. I don't, yeah, I don't like that. One. <laughs> yeah. At least the drip 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 one. That, that was a bomb. Other people like that more than yeah. <laughs> I think it's fine. It's just very the poppy. Bruno one was like. But the that's most, clearly the best. The nice yeah, but they were like, oh, they won't know who Bruno is. Like, and now it's just smashing the charts. Well, yeah, well that's the thing. It like Foolish. was number five on like the the yeah. Billboard Hot 100. Yeah. Ugh. I feel like that was an abuela decision. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love keeping yeah. the family down. Yeah. yeah. Um the other the other thing that I saw which I really thought um surprised me was Coda, which I thought was going to be such a heavy film. Mm. I thought I I would see it for completest reasons because it's mm. like, you know, um hitting all these uh, awards uh, nominations and one actor in particular, Troy Kutzer, um, who plays the dad, is is um, getting nominated for Best Supporting Actor. So I was like, you know, um, I've got a, some time. I'll, I'll, I'll watch it on my Apple Plus account. What if, Apple TV <laughs> that I totally have. <laughs> for listeners who might not know, what, what's Coda about? Coda is about... So Coda is an acronym for Child of Deaf... Adults. Adults. Yeah. Um, so I didn't know that after the film. <laughs> Um, so it's about a girl who uh, is, yeah, the child of deaf adults and is the only one in her family who's not deaf. So she is like the interpreter, ends up being the interpreter for them most of the time. Um, uh, but she has dreams of being a singer and they're so dependent on her uh, that yeah. there's conflict and like they're in a tough position, like their their business is being threatened and um, because they're deaf, it's harder for them to make uh, to build bridges in the community and kind of advance in their uh, fishing. Uh, so it's kind of like very sentimental and corny. You kind of know what'll happen, like mm. even from that description. But when the elements are correct, yeah. serve me the cheese. Yeah. I cried and cried and cried. Yeah. Um, I thought it was going to be really heavy, but it's actually quite funny. And it's all, I, I always love seeing Miley Matlin on screen. And obviously, like, she was the first one to be cast because she was, like, you know, mm-hmm. one of probably the most prominent deaf actor. Yeah. And they were going to cast the other actors in non-deaf, or non-deaf actors in the other roles. And she was like, I'm going to drop out if you don't cast yeah. deaf actors. Mm. Um, which is great because... That's so cool. Yeah. yeah. And now you have these people who now have careers like one of them is about to be oscar nominated and they're all all the family was amazing the lead girl amelia jones she's a star troy kutzer is very moving marley was great and the brother is good and also hot (laughs) 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 um and also the guy the, the, the the lead from sing street isn't it Oh, it's a little love interest, which is cute. Um, It's a very nice film. It's a very basic film, but it is one that is made so charmingly that I don't even care. It's just one of those things. And do you think it's possible for Best Picture nomination? I think it's definitely in for a nomination. Who knows if it wins? (laughs) (laughs) I'm rooting for Power of the Dog. Us too, I think. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm scared of Belfast. Yeah, Ooh, which I, I haven't seen. Belfast, so. the trailer looked bad to me. I, that's all I know about it. It all comes back. We don't talk about Branner. <laughs> Honestly, hearing Branner talk about, like, I didn't realize it's autobiographical or semi-autobiographical. 
biographical story where like he's the boy i semi like him yeah yeah (laughs) Uh, i don't know it's a thing where like i've told i don't know if i said this on the podcast but i've told james this that when i first saw the trailer for belfast the way it was cut (laughs) it looked like it was gonna be a bio like a biopic for Mm. a famous musician yeah i haven't seen the trailer and i was just waiting for it to be revealed who the musician was and then i was like oh no this is just a just a movie about yeah. a, a child. I don't know what the trailer editing was. I, and I think that's the fault of the trailer, trailer editors. Out, that's think, not nothing yeah. to do with the movie. That's different people. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's amazing <laughs> how what it was about the trailer really affects something. Yeah. For this movie that uh, is coming up, I saw the trailer for it and I was like, oh. Um, but we'll talk about that in a little bit. Anyways, Cass. Yeah. All right. I'm going to just rock, rock it through mine because we've spent a Go long time it. in our, mm. <laughs> our popcorn so far. Um, so firstly, I just played the game by an Australian company, which... Beam um, called Unpacking, uh, which is um, a little uh, sort of cozy kind of uh, zen game in which you uh, unpack boxes for a person uh, in multiple stages of their life as they move into new places. Um, and it's a really interesting use of like environmental storytelling to kind of um, create this narrative of this woman's life and like how she goes from, you know, from childhood where she gets moving into her first room by herself. Um, through to different relationships and through to like breakups and sort of relationship failures and finding friendships and then other new relationships Um, and it's really interesting just like how looking at people's things can tell you about like them Mm. and their life yeah the story Um, and yeah there's some really like there's some really like moving moments in it strangely and I think it's just really well done for a game that has no characters in it like there's no like people coming into the story Mm. at any point there's no uh, like dialogue or any kind of like sound of a person all that you can find out about the character you find out from like one line captions mm, you just get to know on them. like one photo and then um just just the, the objects that they have in their life mm. and that's so well done that's so um, beautiful that sounds really yeah. nice i would say it's a little bit expensive right now because it is a fairly short gameplay okay. um, but i would say like put on your watch list when it goes on sale buy it yeah yeah um, right, definitely uh we, james and i also just finished search party um so we yeah. just watched season five um of that uh search party is just such a great show mm. it's one of those shows watch that's it. just yeah. so like I just love the absolute, like, command of itself that Uh, it has. Like, it's so self-assured as a show, and it's so willing to go to such strange places because it's Mm. not bound by being the same thing. Like, the whole kind of thing with Search Party is that it starts out being this one kind of... It's a murder mystery. I guess, yeah. At the beginning. uh, That's a mystery. It's like a mystery but millennial satire. Exactly, it is, yeah. But it's, like, using this particular sort of satire of a particular generation and a particular place and a particular kind of social strata um, and then using different genre to do that. So you've got courtroom dramas and Mm. psychological thrillers and, like, a hostage thriller. And then in Mm. this final season, it makes the sudden swerve into sci-fi speculative fiction. Mm -hmm. Um, which is amazing like only a search party could say ah yeah we've been in the future the whole time Mm. you know like just in their final season Mm. suddenly just making choices about just the the general world building of the of the the location that we are in just being like oh but you guys know that we've been in like black mirror universe all the time right um without (laughs) having to apologize for that or make any kind of you know concessions to that this is not how the show has been in any of the previous seasons Mm. um and just kind of going for it which is very fun and only that show could do it um i don't think it's the best season of the show i think there are other seasons i've enjoyed better Mm. but i think it caps it off really well there's some great ways to kind of get old characters back in again which is nice 
Um, and I think it just sort of ends kind of brilliantly as well. That's <laughs> nice. Kind of like the great mixture of optimistic and bleak that I think yeah. <laughs> Search Party, only Search Party can do. Um, there and someone... there's still some great gags in there as well. Mm, it's... Yeah. There was someone I saw, I can't remember who it was on the internet, they were saying like the, the kind of running theme that they felt of Search Party was like fear um, and kind of the, the anxiousness of these kind of characters and that, uh, yeah, making the, the, the subtext of that just text within the, the final um, season, which, yeah, was a really, was a really great, uh, great final end to the show. And you get some, yeah, absolutely bizarre kind of sequences as well. But mm. Yeah, but I'm just glad that there's, yeah, you never know where the show is going to go and I think that's, that's a really great final conclusion for, yeah, yeah, a wild ride. I also um, just love the show for giving work to so many of my favorite underground New York and LA-based comedians. Yeah, and like, just like you know, wonderful like one episode roles and yeah, stuff. Definitely yeah, definitely some excellent cameos. Yeah, and then a lot of them will make tiny cameos in this last season as exactly. well, just back ones from from previous seasons, which is really fun. Yeah. Um, and then finally, uh, James and I have finally, after much coaxing from May, <laughs> we started watching Survivor. Yeah. Um, so we're watching season 41. Uh, won't say much about it. It's Survivor. All of you have probably already seen it. It's just James and I that are new to the Survivor train. We're enjoying it a lot. Who are your favorites? I want to know. I'm well, big on um, Xander now. Like, ooh. because I loved his acting performance when oh, he had to do oh, that. Oh, okay. Ah. Yes. Right. That was a moment. That was a that moment. That was a moment. Yeah. That, what a con. And I, I was I was big on to Shan. How did this come out? Like like I mean years ago like, no this this, is, this, this season the this, this was the most recent one this is the most recent okay well yeah maybe we won't get into too much of it yeah but um but yeah there's uh, some good tribal cancels there's this, some great yeah. stuff I also enjoyed because like I've, I've these have always been on in the background during my childhood but not like we've never like watched them I've just been aware of them I like the difference between hosts um because we've also been watching The Amazing Race we've talked in previous episodes and I like how Jeff and uh Steph broke Probst, yeah um is so like he's like he's like a hard but fair dad get everyone yeah. over there like and he's yeah. trying to inspire you but he wants you to quote dig deep yeah which... well this is also his like dad phase definitely he's definitely been sassier in, in oh, previous seasons oh, I see. See. Yeah. a little stinker okay yeah. but now he's yeah, and I really enjoy that during the challenges, he's got his cap on. He's a little, like, he's in the weather and the elements. And then when it comes to tribal, he's cleaned up. He's wearing a shirt. And it's like, it's a Jeff transformation every time. Yeah. yeah. Um, he's The man is like 60 years old and he looks really good for his really Yeah. Um, I also, I like, uh, talking of favorites, like there's a guy there called Ricard who um, like is just it. doing, like, the Some great mind games. Yeah, mind gra- games is like great silver fox look, but it's not quite silver fox because it's curly fox. I mean, when I say silver fox, I think like Richard Gere, but like and it's, it's all curly hair. His hair I don't is think gray. the curls yes. are a part yeah. of the silver fox. No, I feel like I it just means you have to be hot and have gray hair. Yeah, yeah, those, yeah, are, the yeah, two, those are the two. The two elements. But he has he has these like looks with his eyes where he's like trying mm. to like figure out what someone else is thinking that like really do it for me um and i think yeah strategy in this game obviously is the name yeah. of the game and there's some people with great strategy and they kind of yeah they really build on you and I've, I have two favorite characters yeah. of all time in this season i'm curious and, to know uh, who they are at the end of the season <laughs> yeah um because there's i think to me it's obvious but obviously you guys have are having your own experience with the season so yeah. we'll see if our favorites line up yeah. at the end of the season yeah well, uh, talking of favorites and who's in and who's out, it's about time to get to our feature presentation and our high school reunion. 
feature presentation. Woo! Okay. And um, so we kind of talked earlier about like why we sort of decided to choose this film. Um, yeah. But yeah. Uh, what's everybody else's previous relationship with Romy and Michelle's high school reunion? I have never heard of this film. What? <laughs> but I would see. I, I, vague, I have a vague memory of seeing it in the video store and being like, not for me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm just, not the target audience for this, so like, you would be right. Probably. It's like two people on a white background. That, that on a is, DVD case, I can like, definitely see the, the yeah. DVD cover. Yeah, like really repelled me. Like <laughs> those like Steve Martin, like cheap father of the bride and cheap by the dozen. It was always like, it's like comedies, right? It would just be like people on a white background. Oh, do Being you like us? goofy. Yeah. yeah. And it um, wasn't your type of thing. Yeah. A serious film. film yeah, man. exactly. Yeah, yeah. Give me the, give me the awesome. Real films. films. Yeah. yeah. Bogdanovich is two of, two of his most famous films I haven't seen. Um, but yeah, no, I don't have any history with this film. Um, my history is of the film is like, uh, so yeah, I was aware of this film. Obviously, like now, it's kind of accumulated like uh, a really influential and great reputation. But at the time, I guess when we saw the cast, cast that it wasn't yeah. that well received when it first Looking came out. Looking at the reviews, because we always have to check whether something yeah. is qualified for mixed bag. Um, and this yeah. was, yeah, got a very mixed reception. Um, so mixed to negative, I'd say. 6.3 yeah. uh, out of 10 on IMDb. 73% on Rotten Tomatoes. And Common Sense, whatever that is, is 3 out of 5. Who knows what Common Sense is. Anyways, yeah. so, yeah. And I just, like, kept on being cited as, like, this kind of formative text for a lot of comedians that i follow and i'm like well i've never watched romy and michelle i always got it confused with connie and carla right. the um the neo vardalos and tony collette vehicle oh, where God. they pretend to be men pretending to be drag queens i don't remember right. but you know female buddy um comedies right. <laughs> with names in the yeah, title names. Yeah. uh but yeah so i was like eager to to dive deep into romy and michelle's High school reunion. Yeah, uh, I have seen the second half of this before. This is my first time seeing the first half. Um, I my experience of this is that my flatmate uh, many years ago was watching this, and I came home halfway through <laughs> and watched the end of it with her, um, and quite enjoyed it. You know, but it's like, oh yeah. But I was also like knew that I was clearly missing large amounts. Yeah, I think I saw it from about the dream sequency bit onwards so which is a very confusing time to come in spoilers not like we ever talk about the full (laughs) plot of the film on the show um speaking of which it's time for the plot okay uh Um, do you have a timer on uh, you i can set the timer up indeed yeah well we'll see if the whole thing is is good so who's doing movie in a minute i'm doing movie in a minute today I'll just refresh myself on the names of the actors because I, I do sometimes just be like, that person, and I want to get better at that. All right. Okay. Three, two, one, go. Okay, Lisa uh, Kudrow and Mira Solvino are playing Romy and Michelle, and they are, oh God, um, they are in LA, um, and they are unemployed and a cashier, and then they get, uh, they are looking back on their final kind of uh, days. No, wait, no, Okay. <laughs> Um, Romy uh, meets an old high school friend who says that there is a reunion and they're like oh I wasn't invited and then they look back in the year group remember all oh, the various crushes that they had who was interested in them Halfway. vice versa and then they decide that they are going to pretend to be famous uh, really good business women and then travel to Tucson 
Is that right? Yes. And uh, go to the reunion. But then they have a dream sequence. And then they imagine that they fall out and that they have a fight. No, they have a fight in real life. But then in the dream sequence, <laughs> that plays out. And then they imagine that they're old and, and, and dying and hate each other. And then they try to amend that and... Five. ...filled a friendship. And they are fulfilled and they don't need no man. But they do have a man too. Alan Cumming. Oh, my God. It uh, worked. Yeah. I got okay. there. Look. Yeah, very top that's heavy. probably not that helpful for anyone at home, but that's fine. That's yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, um, we'll, what do we need to fill in the gaps? Yeah. Like, yeah. It's uh, about going back to it's yeah. a high school they, reunion. They have, it's the premise, right? They have a falling yeah. out before the high school reunion. Yeah. Because, and, uh, yeah, the, the great businesswoman ruse that Romy, which is Mira Savino's character, suggests is that they're going to pretend that they invented post-its. Yeah, yeah. Um, and she suggests that Michelle's contribution would have been that she Designed made them yellow. It. Yep. Yeah. Um, and she would have, and Romy would have come up with the idea because she thinks it's more realistic that people wouldn't accept that Michelle had invented yeah. the post-its. Yeah. Um, and then they fight because Michelle's like, I can't believe you would think that... Yeah. Like I'm just yeah. as smart. I could have thought of post yeah. it, but yeah. it blows up um, in their face. So it's a it very there, silly, yeah. a very silly yeah. argument over a very silly lie. Yeah, <laughs> I guess. I guess one thing that I didn't say crucially in the summary is like they're kind of dumb, right? Well, like they're, they're kind of relative, playing, yeah. I guess, the Valley Girl valley stereotype. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, and we we love them for their like. I, do, I wouldn't say that they're dumb. Yeah, maybe dumb they're clueless right. more than, yeah. than dumb. Yeah, I mean, I think they are sometimes playing into the dumb blonde yeah, yeah, yeah. Of sort of jokes of that that particular, which is a very late 90s thing, I yeah. feel. Yeah. Like, yeah. But, like, yeah, that's the, uh, that's the kind of thing. But, yeah, it blows up in their faces, and then when they realize that uh, yeah. they shouldn't be they pretending just be anyways. they themselves, yeah. and, of course, um, that, that's what yes. wins the day. Yeah. <laughs> and that's where the poster comes from. They're wearing those outfits, right? Yeah. 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 The iconic outfits. Iconic. Yeah. Um, Approved so, by Vogue. But yeah. before we start talking about the uh, the outfits and many other mm. you know great things about this film, uh, it's time to discuss the hot. Who's our MVP? Most visually pleasing. Hot butter. Hot. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um, hmm. uh, I have uh, an answer for this. Um, and again, I want to make sure. Yeah. Uh, my... Uh, <laughs> person that I'm very attracted to is Mira Sorvino. She's hot. Very hot. Mira Sorvino is she hot. She is hot. Yeah. She is the, she's the Mary. She the is the Mary. And it's kind of, there. they have this huge argument about how, I don't know who these people are, I'm sorry. It's Mary Tyler Moore and, and, and Rhoda, who oh. is played by Valley Harper. Okay, right. Who also um, got her own spin-off called Rhoda later on. Right. <laughs> and they, they're having they're this huge about who's feud. the hot one. Yeah. And and in these characters, like Lisa Kudrow is a beautiful woman, but just I don't know. <laughs> it's 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 um yeah. it's Romy for me. It's funny to me because I think objectively, um, Mira Sorvino is definitely objectively the hotter one, mm-hmm. but she made some hair choices <laughs> that uh, w- like docked some points off of me. Okay, and then but I was. Like surprised by how much attracted I was to Lisa Kudrow in this film, <laughs> so I think the surprise factor and it's also elevated over the years. Yes, and also mm. like so like there was she had one look where she just like had a very like trendy look. Now where it's just like she's got her bra on and some short skirt and a short skirt. I was like she looks amazing. Yeah. So I think there was definitely a moment where uh, I saw Mira Savino's hair and I was like she's not MVP. That, that was the moment. She's been demoted. Yeah. And I guess, well, Lisa is so synonymous with Phoebe. Yeah. It's not a, a, like a, 
she I mean, she's, on the, she's a silly. She, she wasn't yeah. the hot she's one. Silly. Then. <laughs> yeah. And she is still a silly here. But I was surprised that, yeah. at how hot she was. And I was like, she's MVP to me. Yeah, nice. Um, that was me. I also thought Janine Garofalo was very I striking. I was going to say, I think Janine Garofalo, I think is it, you know, just sort of peak Janine Garofalo-ness. Right? Yeah. She's playing, I feel like in most films her I've seen her in, she's really always nice playing a version of, like, of her persona. Yeah. Um, but it's well executed here. And she looks really hot in this yeah, film, too. Yeah, I think like, she's always got, like, a really good sort of, and that particular type of 90s kind yeah. of edgy yeah. girl sort of uh, appeal, which I think is great here. Yeah. I personally think Alan Cumming is a beautiful man. He looks, I think he's gorgeous yeah. here. He's so cute. And I can't believe the it. They're like, wow, how weird looking. And I'm like, who, what, how, what is the, what is, what is going I don't know. He looked really, he he looks really cute. You haven't like given dance. him a big this, this prosthetic boil or something. I, like he looks like it's I, Alan Cummings. I didn't get it until <laughs> I saw like literally him in the movie. I was like, he's cute. This is good. Actually, like. um, also this movie also features a very young Justin Theroux who, who is, looks has beautiful. like only one shot where we see his face, but he does look beautiful yeah. in that shot. Yeah, uh, he, he, it's a weird face, character. Oh yeah, no, the character's <laughs> odd, but like I think I prefer Theroux a little bit. Older. Older. He looks like he hasn't fully grown into his face. I he looks nice. Like now he has the uh, weird hairline, but still does it for me. I mean, obviously. he might have yeah. had the hairline, and that's because he is wearing a cowboy he, hat. He is, yeah. I just, you know, the cowboy look works well for him. I think he's been able to sell a lot of looks because in Mulholland Drive, he's wearing those yeah, wild glasses. Yeah. And I was I'm not still attra- like I wasn't attracted to him in Mulholland Drive. I like him in Mulholland. Yeah. Um, but leftovers is peak um, Thoreau for me. He's just he's an old grizzled dad. Yeah. 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 Um, on the opposite end, I thought the boy that Romy was like Into lusting after. What a butterface! <laughs> yeah, because yeah, we were like, I mean, oh, his body's really as, nice. Like, a shirtless yeah. like thing where he's running on the field, yeah, but his yeah. face and, is well, not I good. Well, I actually the first time we saw his face, it didn't seem that bad, but, but it then got we, worse over time. Yeah. <laughs> I'm s- yeah, sorry to this actor. I don't sorry know. to yeah. this man. I don't, I don't know if we want to do... Yeah, yeah we don't, like, we're not going d- to make no, a point No, 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 yeah, sure, yeah. Visually but, pleasing. but to me, it just didn't make sense that Alan Cumming was being like, Ooh. Yeah, everybody was like, ooh, and then this, this guy, boy? And then this guy was like, ooh. <laughs> it's about energy, though, right? Like, I guess, Alan yeah, it is, Cumming, it is energy. It's called Sandy, is that right? Yeah. yeah. Sandy. Sandy is very, like... See, like classic, your classic nerd. And yeah. that's what I mean. Like, the name lo- Sandy alone does not give me sexy vibes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and he's playing um, uh, low, not low stakes, low... Low status. Low like status, a, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, so he's always pining and it, it's From not... From a shell. Yeah, hugely attractive. Yeah. Um, uh, but then, yeah, he flies on in a helicopter. And he... So, did he have... So, there's, during the dream sequence, he also turns up, he's doing a voice... And he, he has have... a weird face prosthetic. Yeah, he yeah. has a prosthetic. And he's yeah. got different colored eyes, I think. Yeah. He does, and a different hair color, I think. Yeah. yeah. Um, but it's it still kind of looked enough like Alan Cumming that I was like, what's he done? Yeah, yeah. but I did not like it. It was very weird. No. I did not like the I face. did not like it at all. It was, it was like a, I was like, because like I, didn't, I didn't know that it was a dream sequence at first. Obviously, I was like, uh, what's no. going on? <laughs> what's going on? Um, well, yeah, it sounds like uh, we should get into our bottles there now. Yeah. Our favorite moments. Um, the film is funny. Yes. <laughs> Good, very funny jokes. Yeah. In this, film. this is the weird thing when I, I mentioned it earlier. I saw the trailer for this because I had no context for what I was going to come in and see and I wanted something. And the trailer's edited. You were talking about the Belfast yeah. trailer. It yeah. really weird. It so really that bad. All of the jokes are like punchline, like 
Whereas in the film, they're kind of like thrown off in a really like effortless kind of way. Yeah. yeah. Some of the jokes are like deadpan and some of the jokes like really need the space to land. Mm. Like, yeah. Or it's like, you know, it's funny because there is that distance between what we are understanding and what yeah. the characters, particularly because Romy and Michelle do do some really like dumb things yeah, sometimes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so it's not like necessarily mocking laughing at them, but like yeah. the idea that they should invent post-its and nobody will ever know that that's, yeah. that's a lie is like so funny because yeah. it's like so clearly going to blow up in their faces. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I'd encourage you to go and check out the trailer and if, and then see the film because it is like apples and oranges also, really. Mm-hmm. film is 90 minutes so yeah. it's yeah. a it's, very it's a quick nice watch. Because yeah. yeah. I'm assuming because this kind of has a legacy as a cult classic. I'll just look but it made 29.2 million at the box office. Um I'm assuming this was a flop. Its budget was twenty million, so that's well, yeah, did a minor success, but not enough to yeah make it super yeah. But it's um yeah it's stuff like trailers, especially for comedies, I think can just really kill a film. I think it was also yeah. just the era, though. Yeah, right. like I think it's just that 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 trailer felt like it was normal sure. for films in 1996 or 1997 mm. when this. Well, came they're out. trying to sell it the movie. Yeah. Whereas I um, don't think what the film actually was was maybe not that easy to sell, you know. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I think there's it, it, I, it made me like yeah it gave me the same sort of like Barb and Star vibes yeah exactly and then yeah. it's, it's it's so unafraid to be silly like the, yeah. there's an incredible set piece at the end of the film where Sandy Frick has arrived in the helicopter and yeah. is like decided he's gonna like whisk Michelle the love of his life away yeah. uh, and she's like will, we, will you dance with me and she's like only if Romy can <laughs> and they do this full like you know, minute and a half long choreographed three-part ballet yeah, sequence, yeah. Yeah. which is then doing like jetés and jumping around <laughs> and doing little contemporary style well, it's, leans it's over It's literally like other. when you try to play a ballerina as a kid, yeah. like yeah, that yeah. kind of vibes like, where you're just like doing some pirouettes. Yeah. But it's the but, sense of like, but it's, you know, like they, they got a choreographer for the film yes, to do yeah, this yeah, and like they yeah. sort of put the lifts in and the thing and it's like, it's so stupid and surreal and I just... I thought it was so funny. It's so funny. It's like, and then people, the people clapped. And everybody's and like, wow, cool. And they're all yeah. like, yeah, we practiced this at the club. Like, <laughs> it's just like, okay. Yeah. Yeah, Bob and Star definitely felt like a throwback to these kind of films. Yeah, and that's I, the thing that I loved about that film was that yeah. I don't feel like they make them anymore, but I did think that this is the era of that film, that's, the very the exactly. silly comedy. And I, I think, feel like I completely missed a lot of these kind of... Ah, well, the thing these, is... This genre, like it's, this yeah. mini subgenre. It's yeah. like... I don't see women doing this genre very much. Like, no. yeah. like this kind of like just wacky off the wall comedy. Like it's mm. not like, joke, you know, set up joke punchline kind mm. of thing. Yeah, where it's yeah. just like the humor is just them, their delivery, their yeah. like yeah. being them being a character. I would. I haven't seen Mira Sorvino in anything else. Um, oh yeah. So, so the voice that she has in this is that just a voice she's doing I, for this yeah. character? Well, it's so, very funny. So yeah. Mira Sorvino <laughs> won an Oscar like two years before for so Mighty Aphrodite, which is also I think the only other thing that I've seen her in right. because Harvey Weinstein ruined her career. Oh, ah. I didn't know that. Yeah. Okay. Um, this is why she well, has go an, Mira. A, I know. Yeah. Um, uh, and She's she in... also dated Quentin Tarantino, so like yeah. in the era, I know. I was looking at uh, her previous films. You have seen her in Quiz Night, where she plays a pretty thankless role of yeah, the, yeah. the wife of this um, reporter dude. Oh, okay. um, but but that was before um, Mighty Aphrodite. So in Mighty Aphrodite, she actually plays a different, like the opposite. She was like a, she plays a high pitched 
voice. Like, but like she's a hooker with a heart of gold. The fun thing about this is, yeah, that the she f- has this. Well, it's, like, it's really low. Yeah, it has this sort yeah. of valley girl kind of thing, and it sounds like when you when you're on The Sims and you use the Sim voice modulator. Yeah, it's really funny. And it's just there are so many line readings that are particularly funny because she has, as I think, exactly. Lisa Kudrow is also doing like a kind of that sort of valley girl accent, mm. but it's just I think the pitch thing makes it extra like yeah. goofy. and it's never like. The voice doesn't overtake the thing either. Like yeah. you, you still feel the it's like it, honesty of the somebody character. could have that voice. It's yeah, not yeah. Like yeah. An absolutely. And also, thing. I was like, it's kind of attractive, like in an yeah, unusual way. I it was is. Like, this it's is like really working. Not unusual, but just like just, you don't expect that voice, and it's really appealing. It's surprising. Yeah. Which is the element of surprise <laughs> is always like, oh, where did yeah. that come from? Yeah. Um, I think what I like about this choice from Maria Savino, I think this is like one of the first things she accepted after her Oscar win, right. mm-hmm. which is not usually... I love that for a journey. You know? Yeah. It's great. Um, so, unfortunately, we didn't get to see much af- yeah. from her after, but yeah. uh, I think it was like, you know, because I guess she was the dramatic actress trying something Lisa Kudrow we already knew from Friends yeah. in this era. Yeah, so where is this? So this is 1997, and yeah. Friends came out... 95, the 95. same, 94, okay. 95. Right. Um, so she was established at this point. Yeah. And I guess it was sold on both of their names. Um, yeah. mm. And also what I love about Mira Servino's Oscar win, just, just not even it's the film, it's a, as a side note, is like her father is Paul Servino, which is, he's like, oh, sure. he's like, you Good know, fellas, a gang. Yeah. yeah um, like he, he plays like a big, tough, heavy, yeah. uh, but like when she went up to accept her Oscar, he was like bawling, crying for his Aww. little girl. <laughs> it's like there's something about a big Italian man yeah, yeah, crying yeah. for it. their daughters, Only for his daughter. Yeah, which is that's amazing, amazing that's to lovely. me. Um, yeah, I think this. Yeah, so I think yeah, just the comedy of it works, and that's like an important thing when you're doing a really good yeah, yeah. comedy. Yeah. Um, I also think that I think that the sort of message takeaway of it about like what it says, has to say about high school is actually like quite yeah. well accurate. observed yeah. and accurate yeah. and that the kind of the point of it is that everybody sees their own place in high school as like a particular part of the picking order and mm. sees themselves yeah. as the bottom of the rung yeah. when in fact there are other people that you like were bullying and making their lives hell and then nobody is there's sort of a cyclical thing everybody had someone else that they were victimizing yeah. or um you know casually dismissing and yeah, it's sort of you, you sort of have this picture that you've painted for yourself of you know that you were constantly being put down and you had this terrible time, but that's not necessarily accurate. Mm. And it's sort of yeah, it kind of shows that like yeah, this sort of bitchy popular girls are of course mean to Romy and Michelle. Mm. Romy and Michelle are mean to Jimmy uh, Garofalo's character, and she's nasty to this other poor girl yeah. that lost. Well, her. that girl was um, she. Uh, Played by Cameron Manheim. Cameron Manheim went on to star in The Practice as like a really badass lawyer. Ooh. And she won an Emmy for it. Okay. She's amazing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, but it's also this thing of like everybody in that group thinks that they are like, you know, yeah. the yeah. one getting put upon by others, which I think is, yeah, I don't think you see so much in like a mm. sort of illustrations of high school cliques. And I was like, mm. that's kind of a good like little yeah. takeaway for it, for the central kind of message of this comedy. Mm. Um, I also do love that Michelle thought that they were just great the whole time. Yeah. yeah. You know, like, that they were wearing these awesome clothes. That they yeah. Were and that she was having a great time because she was with her best friend. Yeah. And I'm like, that's so sweet. That yeah. It's only like, yeah, Romy had this whole sort of complex about trying to prove herself to yeah. the mean girl. Yeah. Um, that she was basically just because she had a crush on the boy that yeah. the mean girl was dating. Billy? <laughs> yeah. Billy. Billy. Yeah. Mm. Such a high school boyfriend name. I know. Oh my God. Iconic. Um, but speaking of the fashions, 
How good? Ah, yeah. there's so Great many, looks. particularly at the beginning of the film where we get to see Romeo and Michelle just in their everyday lives and they mm. get a whole cycle of different outfits. Very yeah. colourful, very kitsch. It's so kitsch. Yeah. It's like, like gorgeous. They just own it. So it doesn't, yeah. it comes off as fashionable. I love it. It's mm. just that the colour is like so vibrant. But also like... so influential. Like so <laughs> many girls are trying to emulate that kind of vibe now. Yeah. It's just it's like very amazing. It's like the, the Y2K fashion that is coming in right now for yeah, the, totally. the younger generation. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's, it's like, it's, it's very kind of, I don't know. I think there's like other types of things. It also feels like really like legally blonde kind of mm, picture mm. of like a, a blonde girl in this particular era. Yeah. Um, and it's fun and flirty I and just love sort of spaghetti straps yeah. are, are God's gift. <laughs> um, but also, I just also love their Madonna outfits in yeah. in the prom where everyone else looked like a bridesmaid and looked horrible. Yeah. yeah. Which is its own kind of kitsch and could be fun in a, in a weird way. <laughs> but them just standing out and, and yeah. everyone and making fun of them for looking. 1987 outfits. But then the other people making fun of them for looking bad. Where and I'm it's like, like they, you clearly, they clearly look the they best. Rule. They are the best dressed. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, one of the other sort of subplots we didn't mention is that there's one of the four popular girls is uh, like mentions to them in high school like mentions that she actually thinks Romeo and Michelle's outfits are quite They're nice cool. and everybody yeah. else is like oh you suck yeah. and then when we come to the reunion at the end it just turns out that she's now become like an associate editor at Vogue and, and a lesbian yeah clearly well, a lesbian uh, from the short hair <laughs> and a white pantsuit yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but she and so she she judges their outfits and judges them well and they are good yeah. <laughs> and everybody's like you know, Romeo and Michelle are correct They're the great. only other thing I've seen her in was as the girlfriend in the parent trap so there we go there you go <laughs> She um, looked the range. She has the range. <laughs> yeah, the casting is really strong too. I was really impressed with the um, the mean girl Julia Campbell. I, yeah, um, I don't she know her. So I, much like Alison Brie, <laughs> but obviously, uh, yeah. like in I, a different era. I found so, it interesting yeah. that the meanest one was the brunette. And you know, it's, mm. you know? It's, it's honestly like it's 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 blonde propaganda. <laughs> it is, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but like her reactions and her like little judgments, oh, her, little sounds, her, her eye rolls were delicious. There was yeah. a bit where like she went like a little, like mm, noise and it said cooing in the, <laughs> <laughs> at the bottom. <laughs> yeah, I mean she's really she's really nasty. She does some stuff that's really yeah cruel. Yeah, um, oh. and yeah, it felt like. I just, like it's you've got to have a good villain like with yeah, Mean Girls as well. Like, it was good. Yeah, you've got to have your counterpart. I also just love how cringe they went with like the writing of Romy's humiliation. I yeah. was like, oh, yeah. oh, writhing in my seat just because. Oh god, because we know that the post-its is not gonna. <laughs> It's not going to be a good lie. It's not going to convince anyone. (laughs) I think from memory, I think when Lisa Kudrow did the glue monologue, I think she improved most of that, which I was like, I love it. Yes, this is in the dream sequence, which is all, it's it's, uh, Michelle's dream specifically. And she, uh, this is when Romeo and Michelle are fighting, they've decided that they're going to both go to the party independently. Mm. And so they both independently claim to be the inventor of post-its. And she claims that she invented a special type of glue and then uh, convinces all of the popular girls because her monologue is just so like <laughs> yeah. scientific yeah. sounding lots of, and it's like <laughs> lots of kind of yeah. like, lots of scientific words yeah. emulsification like, wow I guess you really did invent glue yeah. <laughs> like, um, yeah and it's just how odd the film is willing to go as well like, I, there's a bit where fe- she's walked out feeling incredible and then like 
uh, a, a limo just knocks her over and she goes flying into the air. Rolling and rolling and rolling. There's no clue was coming. The element of surprise is yeah. so funny. Um, oh. I was also surprised by the, the filmmaking of the film. Yes. I literally did not know. I kind of had a general idea. There are some idea, tracking shots. There's some there tracking some shots. Like... There's some devices, like the, the shots that transition from like the, from the photographs. From the photo, yeah, from the yearbook to yeah. like present day. It, it was, was like it was alive. It felt very like Scorsese, like yeah. zooming about. I don't know about that, but, but well, they clearly it was having fun with. But there clearly was yeah. a point of view in the filmmaking yeah, that was definitely. like, oh, this isn't just like point the camera and yeah, like let them. Yeah, there was ha-. more than it needed to have yeah. to service this film. Yeah, totally. And then yeah, the wild swings of like seventy years later in the dream <laughs> sequence, where you're like, what are we doing? And you know what? The makeup wasn't bad. I it thought. was bad. silly, but it was you know I unbelievable mostly. Look, yeah, you know, Alan Cummings' makeup was good. Oh, it was good. I, I bought it more than sequence. Kate Winslet's yeah. makeup in The Reader. <laughs> oh, I haven't seen, but yeah. Um, old age makeup, like, oh, I guess in a comedy. so weird. Like, yeah. You can, it's, I don't you think can it has to be good bit. in a comedy. It can kind yeah. of be fine. The one that I've heard the most, uh, is the most offensive is J. Edgar by oh, Whitley. Sure. Um, I haven't yeah. seen it, but I've seen some, some shots. And There's definitely rough. some bad makeup jobs there, out there. Yeah. None and are then, coming to mind at the moment. Well, but, and it comes... And yeah, like stuff like the reader and Jay Edgar, where it's like, I must earnestly try and do this. And the biopic's trying to do from, from birth to death. Um, yeah. Anyway, um, just yeah. a little touch of that. And at that point, we haven't cottoned on, I don't know, maybe savvy people have that it's a dream sequence. So it's like, mm. oh, cool. Are we just, okay, we're at the end of their lives. Um, yeah. 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 No, I think, um, yeah, this is like I just want to sort of talk about different gags that I like from this. Yeah, film, yeah. I think is really like the thing about it. I like I love that Janine Garofalo's character's success is that she invented paper that burns really fast <laughs> yeah. so yep. that she can smoke cigarettes on the go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just um, yeah. There's a lot of like little goofs that work right quite well. It just them in their outfits doing various um, gym stuff. Yeah, <laughs> it was cracked me up. Yeah. I was like. Um, them in their like platform heels, um, you know, on the treadmill. Yeah, it's like a funny yeah. visual gag to me. <laughs> like, yeah, and that all of their gym outfits are like wildly inappropriate. It's so inappropriate. The There's gym. some some material that they were wearing that was be so hot in the gym. <laughs> if you, um, yeah. yeah, it's all just and their chemistry with each other is just yeah. You don't even think about it. It's just so they just are. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They are Romy and Michelle. And, which is, and they, they took the the um the class photo together. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, it was controversy because they weren't supposed to be allowed to take this the same individual photo with two of them. Yeah, is there much other films like like oh, I'm thinking Bob and Star? Like, are there other films like like this in terms of like about two female best friends? Yeah, in like this kind of like friendship kind of thing. Like, I mean, there <laughs> yeah. are a few. Yeah, I'm sure there's tons, but, but like, um, yeah, no, I can't think of like, any. Comedies. It's not one of the most. Yeah. Like, it's not an. I would not say it's overdone yet. Yeah. I would yeah. say, say maybe like for more. even stuff like bridesmaids is like more like traditional like punchline kind of stuff. Like there's, there's something around like the lowest stakes. I mean, I, I guess there is still high stakes in this, mm. but it's stakes. Yeah. I think this is but... one that's kind of a combination of like there's I think still like quite a lot of punchliney type mm. jokes in this film. True, yeah. Um, but I think yeah, the the things that really worked well for me were the stuff that was really throwaway and deadpan or just went really surreal. Yeah. Um, I think that's kind of the things that were most successful yeah. for me. Mm. Yeah, the things also just like the there's this gag with the car where it was like the first time okay cool the second time it stopped and started okay cool and the third time. 
Lisa Kudo is gonna say, "Woo, let's go to Tucson," <laughs> and she just stopped at "Woo" because it might be like bad luck. Just in case, just... just waiting until it's the car's then... definitely gonna not backfire and stop, and then they're like, "Okay, now we're good. <laughs> yeah. We're going now." Uh, things yeah. like that, where it's like, yeah, it's it, the jokes are there, but they're uh, told in a way mm. that seems fresh and yeah, surprise, surprising. Element of surprise, yeah. trend alert, surprise. Yeah, um, I also love the soundtrack of this film. It's mm. very girly in eighties and nineties. It's very of the era. Yeah, yeah. it's yeah. cool, but There's it's a lot like of time after time, which is great. Oh, <laughs> time after time is like one of the top five prom songs of all time. <laughs> yeah. it has to be. Yeah, because yeah. you just have to. You yeah. felt like sing- singing once you heard the notes. You, you gotta like, come closer and do that gentle sway of slow dance yeah mm. um and yeah you guys were singing along to some other ones as well like yeah. i famously did not listen to much pop music at the time no it was so. like well i mean there was like a lot of like girl group um ones there so like songs from like Queen Stefani so, got some. Mm. songs from the go-go's and Bananarama and yeah. stuff mm. like that so like 80s when they were in high school and then, and then right. some, like 90s, 90s for when they're in their current day yeah yeah Venice Beach life mm. Mm. But yeah, they're they're fun. Which I like, you know, some of them are like recognizable enough that anyone can like mm. f- who was living in the era or are familiar would can bop along, but not overused too much, I yeah. think. No. You know? And I think there's you know, no fortunate son <laughs> equivalent. Sure. Yeah. There's no one way or another while they're like doing, you know, bad things. You know? <laughs> <laughs> um Yeah, it is it's kind of a hard film to describe that kind of niceness or that kind of glow to it because it is just so much a mood yeah and which is why i think the trailer had difficulties if you think if you find you know the first couple of jokes funny then you'll find the rest that you'll be fine yeah well do we have any what are some bottles bananas yeah sorry the bottles are empty the bad (laughs) bottles and they twist and turn into bananas how long um i did feel like yeah there's a lot of like fat jokes in this Mm. which is very of the era and definitely definitely, i think have aged the most poorly yeah of everything there was also Um, a yeah you do you have anything more to say about this one uh, yeah i mean i just like it's like there's a lot of like the whole sort of I mean, and it's very much like of that particular culture is that, of course, they're like, we've got to get thin and go to Dieting, the gym, like, yeah. and diet. Yeah. And there's a lot of like jokes about, like, oh, like, I lost so much weight because I was like sick or, you know, because I only ate yeah. jelly beans. Yeah. Um, and then also that they'd all talk about, like, everybody's like, oh, Mira Salvino's character was so chubby in high school. And I'm like, yeah, well, she's her in high not. school. And she yeah. looks like yeah. perfectly yeah. normal. Definitely, definitely yeah. one. Um, but also just like both of these actresses, like, you know, we see them in gym clothes all the time and like they are incredibly thin. Yeah. They're, like, but, e- but even in high school, like, and even it's yeah, it's it's not even. Like, and I don't think it would have been better to be like, oh, put them in the fat suit. No, but like it's school, a weird but... um, insult for that character. It doesn't make sense because it doesn't make sense. Like they could have made a different quality of hers yeah, be the insult, like the, you know, the, like the, uh, like the, geek or something. Yeah, or like, like Michelle, she's wearing a back brace yeah, in yeah, high yeah. school, and they all make fun of it and they stick magnets on her. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so that makes sense that they're like, oh, your that back is the punchline. Yeah, like, yeah. Back brace girl. Whereas, like, yeah, it's, there's nothing like it just yeah. doesn't make sense why they would be targeting her for yeah. chubbiness when yeah. she's not. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, is that why the girl ate her hamburger? Like, I don't. Oh. I guess so. Yeah. I don't know. It, it didn't really make sense. It didn't and read. It, did, it meant yeah. that that didn't. Yeah, and so the sense of like how she felt so victimized mm. kind of didn't quite work as well. I have to result. say though, also, I just back to like Mira. She sold those like emotional oh. beats. Where oh she was, yeah, she was great. She definitely got the meat of the um, mm. 
of the dramatic material. Yeah, like she's just <laughs> yeah. so like, and I think you totally feel for her when she's getting like really bullied and victimized by mm. those other other women. Her eyes, um, good. <laughs> but um, yeah, there was just the thing. It was just there were just various, and I think it's very much just like that late nineties, early thousands kind of dieting culture mm. stuff, mm. which just is very jarring. I think, well, particularly because yeah. a lot of the stuff holds up so well that's mm. like, oh, that mm. doesn't hold up well. Yeah, you think about like um, yeah friends with um who was it monica with her like, oh with her fat suit yeah and the flashbacks and stuff yeah. like that um yeah. i'd say the other stuff that yeah there's um other like i think racially it's very white film except it, for it is, yeah. um there's like two jokes there's like a, the guy ramon that works with Vera yeah. who's trying to hit on her and it's yeah. like she is i was very scared about that scene Me where too. where <laughs> she was um she needed a, they needed a, a cool car to um to impress everybody at the reunion yeah. and i was like oh i hope she doesn't do anything yeah that yeah. you know but, well like let's hope that this character doesn't get too racist <laughs> exactly we, yeah like, eh. or Which, even that ramon crosses into like a really predatory like yeah because it's like yeah. the one person of color in the whole film yeah named. yeah like, and what it ends up being is she makes all these fake groans with the blinds closed and all of the guys are like they, they, yeah they outside, yeah, basically they yeah. she pretends to have sex with them so that they are all impressed i feel like, like you could okay. have if that's the if it I don't know, like, if he's more interested in trying to impress the guys, that could have been set up. I mean... I don't know, it's, I, I don't know. mind I it, didn't I didn't mind, mind it. I, I thought was it was... on edge about it, because I was like, the characterization I was of on this edge. character... I, yeah. I did mm. laugh when she made the joke to Michelle, when, when they, they <laughs> yeah. finally had the car, yeah. and Michelle was like, how did you get this car? And she's like, oh yeah, I just gave everyone in the office a hand job." And she's and like, then, oh, okay, well, I did this. And she's like, hold on, I Michelle, was a joke. Michelle, I, was I wouldn't do that. Yeah. And she's like, oh, okay. Yeah, so I feel like that sort of was just teetering I think also there's like a bit where like one of them is talking to like all of the foreign students yeah, yeah, yeah. and it's yeah. the joke that none of them understand and, English and yeah. I'm like that was lived the one, in Tucson uh, for 10 years that was like, one of the jokes where I was like I guys, that doesn't read that anymore does not make, yeah. that one I was like um, I was definitely looking out for the POC in the cast none of the main cast is POC no, but there was like <laughs> Enough in the background people. that I was like, yeah, okay, I think again, like, that makes sense. Of, yeah. In terms of things that would change if you made this film today, yeah, yeah. probably would, yep. you know, yeah. diversify Just, this cast a bit more. Yeah, yeah. Uh. <laughs> it's, it's not, it's not rocket science. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I I do think that first kind of half with like going into the the photo uh, journal kind of thing, it does mm. feel like quite repetitive in terms of oh yeah and then there was this bit and then there was this bit it's not a huge banana because it kind of like the silliness of the film like it feels like it knows what it's doing so Mm. you're not too kind Mm. of worried but i was like is this all just gonna be like and then there was this little thing it's very structured like this this 20 minute segment of the film is structured like a clip show episode (laughs) of like a comedy where it's like now we look at the book and we look back at clips from previous episodes yeah like a yeah like a I remember the Mr. Bean one um, yeah. where he's up in the attic and he's like, oh, oh, <laughs> and then it's just like, play the clip. Yeah. yeah. Um, God, I forgot about clip shows. They are, uh, they're so weird. Yeah. They're so yeah. weird. How disappointed were you when you'd like, oh, you know, wait a new episode. Uh, it's a clip show. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. I also didn't buy um, 
what's her face? Janine Garofalo shopping at their thing at yeah. the end. I was like, she was already like, looks, she, she already has not. a defined look. Yeah. Like, she was already serving fashion it in her own way. emo yeah. girl in Breakfast Club getting a makeover. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, even yeah. though they were just like, she was like, I hate this dress, but I don't have time to take it off, so yeah. let's just pay for it. Yeah. Um, you know, at least they acknowledged that it would not be yeah. her style. Um, and then they're like, I'm so glad we brought fashion to her life. And it's like, like she had she fashion. She already has so fashion. It's, a it's kind all of black. Yes. <laughs> You just don't have the same style. Yeah. Yeah. So that didn't quite read to me, but you know. <laughs> no. That's a minor thing. Yeah. Um what else? Didn't love Mira Sovino's hair when no. they were businesswomen. And she had different hair in the flashback in, in the in the dream sequence where it was down, she had the Rachel mm. and her old black outfit. I was like, she was really hot there. And then it cut back I actually didn't mind this haircut when it first appeared, but when it cut from her having like the her hair down yeah. to like the real life Romy and her hair was like in a weird poof. I was like, no. Why'd you do that? Yeah. Not MVP. That was the moment. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> oh no. Um, I have a ton of other bananas. <laughs> Not really. I don't know. Like, it was really fun. Yeah. 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 Would we go to our high school reunions? No. 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 <laughs> James, you were the king of high school. Yeah, James was James. Was... I feel like you would be a big presence yeah. not to. You've gone to your high school in the past. Like, yeah. in, you know, you spoke at the graduation. Yeah, uh, for, <laughs> for an arts dinner. Um, I think I go back to my high school because I like um, my, my drama teachers there. And I, I like, oh, I like the school as well. Like, don't get me wrong. I had a great time in high school. But like, I do think that, yeah, there is a problem. Like, if you think that your high school days are like your glory days, that's like, it's going to lead to so one sad. fucked up life. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Um, yeah, high school's a weird time. Mm. Yeah, all them hierarchies. Uh, but yeah, I also went to, I probably said this on the pod, a weird messed up high school where um, drama kids were cool. Yeah, yeah. I did like the throwaway gag. James in the A group. I would say I did like the throwaway gag where they're talking about the different rankings. They like drama club. That was like sort of the B B tier, and they're like, I always thought that like guy was so cute, and it's two extremely gay guys (laughs) looking at each other in the drama. Oh yes, that's right. He's like, I don't know why he never wanted to like hook up with me, (laughs) (laughs) and they're still like, okay. (laughs) We didn't see them in the reunion Uh, though. I I wonder why they didn't go back to Tucson. Yeah. Oh, that's (laughs) fair. That um, makes sense. Yeah. Clever. Yeah. And we get like... I do love when, when, when Romy says, you're the designer. Yeah. I <laughs> think it's such more a, realistic. Such a subtle read it. of Michelle. Yeah. Like, I think but it would, it people would volumes. buy it more. <laughs> really Because that's the type of thing you would say to your friend to not like yeah. make them... Yeah. It's trying to be a compliment, but it is like an insult. Veiled and then, insult. And the, yeah. the, it's such a silly argument, but it absolutely rings true as to something 100%. that you'd have an argument about where it's a hypothetical situation. Neither yeah. of them actually designed the post-it yeah. notes. But you But in the hypothetical situation she can't even hypothetically imagine yeah. that she would have co designed the actual functionality. Yeah. I want a social network version of the post it story featuring Romeo and Michelle. Yeah. <laughs> In yeah. one the thing Jesse I did, yes, one thing I did discover uh, while Wikipediaing the film uh, during the film is that uh, post-it notes came out of copyright the year this film came out, oh, so that's really why they were included. Yeah, <laughs> I just want to put it out there. Wouldn't mind a, a sequel. There apparently yeah. was a sequel. Oh. I saw what? in two thousand and five. I don't think it was good. Was oh. it them? I don't know. I don't think it, it was might have been them. Other I feel like it yeah. wasn't no. them. That's I feel okay. definitely. I think it was a like a prequel. So definitely like a reunion. Yeah. Yeah. I think we should have. 
I'll yeah. tell you. We can do 25 prequel. years later. Yeah, 25 years later. Romy and Michelle in the beginning no. premiered on ABC Family in no. Year 2005. No. no. A musical adaptation premiered at Avenue uh, Theatre. Oh, and uh, a musical jukebox you could do. It would oh, nice. be a fun jukebox. But, yeah, you know, Lisa, you've got your comeback and friends money. I'm sure you can <laughs> exactly. help Mira out. <laughs> Leverage it. Yeah, make it happen. Because, um, yeah, it's about yeah. time. Yeah, Bill and Ted just got back together. Yeah, like, exactly. why not you? Yeah. I also love that they call um, the back of the post-it note stick-em. <laughs> yeah, little stick-em on it. Little stick-em. <laughs> yeah. All right, time for our bag and biff, I think. Bag or biff. I'll go first because I think I went last last time. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so this is a this is a bag for me. Yeah. Uh, it's like, I think there are a couple of things that don't hold up so well, but overall it is just a really fun kind of mm. silly film. Very easy watch and it's enjoyable and I think yeah, like it's kind of at a good straddling of you know wild and surrealistic mm. and silly stuff and also like the messages and the things it says about high school I think are quite insightful in their own way. Um, and yeah, I love a I love a, I love a female friendship film. Yeah, yeah. that's true. Just really a sucker nice. for a female friendship film. So yeah. yeah, we should make more of them. We should. Yeah. Not yeah. enough. Be more of them. Who the hell are they? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I go next. Um, I really really like this film um it was really sweet um yeah for all the same reasons that you said female friendship i'm getting a phone call for some reason um but we'll ignore that i'm doing a podcast um <laughs> we'll keep that in <laughs> uh yeah um but uh the one thing that i didn't mention as part of my uh not quite bananas but just a <laughs> an observation is that uh when the dream sequence was over i thought the dream sequence was only for the 70 years later uh, section <laughs> and so i was massively confused so i guess points down for either the film for not making that clear or just for me from james me. is having a little michelle moment yeah, yeah. <laughs> so james is a michelle yes yeah. are you a romy i don't think no, you're either no, i think you're I a think heather I'm, I'm a heather you're a heather <laughs> yeah right oh, does oh, that mean day. i'm a romy Heather, Maybe. I just don't associate with that. I don't know. Heather sounds so like light. Was Janine Garofalo is so like Heather, the name? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Heather. Yeah. Maybe it's because from Heather. Yeah. yeah. From like Heather's. Heathers. Yeah. 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 Um, but uh, yeah, it's she a, looked like a Veronica though. Yeah. 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 It's a bag for me. Um, it's it was uh, very sweet, and it's nice to see that characters being clueless being celebrated mm, yeah sometimes in life i feel clueless and it's nice to but see even that. you know sometimes most of the time they're the punchlines yeah yeah where it's you know sometimes yeah they're just funny and it fit, yeah. it didn't feel like because i saw the tagline is like something about being blonde and it wasn't like um no that was a studio note i bet yeah, yeah. <laughs> it doesn't feel like a movie like it's these girls are dumb blonde. blondes yeah yeah and yeah. it's more than that it's not just like a yeah dumb blonde movie um which yeah. is nice. I think it starts out with like it's like in terms of building these characters, mm. they're building off that stereotype, yeah. stereotypical depiction. Mm. Yeah. Um, and then they're just playing with what would happen if these characters were in this situation. I also and love that part to them. I they think. weren't mm. super sexualized, you know. Yeah. Like they could have yeah. easily been. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But you know. Yeah. I wonder who, who wrote this. Did. I don't even oh, know. Look. Have to look it up. Yeah, have a look. Well, I well I'm doing my thing. Um, I. Yeah, so I came in with expectations because, you know, this has been held up by some of my favorite funny people as, like, formative in their, mm-hmm. uh, you know, f- them in their comedy journeys. Um, and to me, I'm like, yeah, it makes sense because if I saw this when I was younger, I feel like I would base my personality on this <laughs> um, film for, like, at least two months. Like, you know, and I, I, can, I can see someone, like, 
seeing this film and really opening the door for comedy for them, especially like maybe, you know, queer or female comedians being like, mm. wow, there's, there's something that speaks to me and my sensibilities and uh, they're funny. Mm. So <laughs> it's a bag for me. Nice. So female writer, obviously. Yeah, duh. We... Um, but hasn't done a ton of... She hasn't done a huge amount of other stuff. She did do Romeo and Michelle in the beginning. Um, so yeah. So I came back for that. But hey, yeah. we oh, celebrate. Well, uh, no, that's a TV version. Um, yeah, she's done a lot of television writing as well. But, um, you know, cheers to you. Exactly. Have putting us into yeah. the world. You know what? Lisa, Mira, time for a reunion. I think so. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, if we've got Hocus Pocus, like, yeah. Let's, let's see some more female friendships. There's yeah. enough there. There's an audience for this now. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. Anyways, where can we find Mixed Bag? Yeah, so um, there's an audience for this as well. A little bit smaller. But if you want to keep growing that audience, then you can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram on Mixed Bag Podcast on Twitter and Mixed Bag Pod on Instagram. I think that's the way around, but you'll figure it out. One you start two. typing in P-O-D uh, and you've written all the rest, you'll know where it is. And you can mm. email us at mixbagcontact at gmail.com. We don't really know what we're doing next. Uh, we're just making it up as we go along. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. But hey, what a great birthday present watch for both of us, yeah. I think. Yeah. It was a nice one. It was lovely. lovely. Yeah. And it's nice to to do films that that didn't get the appreciation at the time that we yeah. highlighted. I hope out. if this was released now that it would you know mm. do well totally we'd like to think i mean bob and star didn't do great no i mean critically obviously yeah. well bob and star, bob and star also, i think did pretty well critically yeah that's what yeah, i mean yeah. that's what i mean but, but, yeah but not financially but also it was it's like a pandemic yeah nothing's doing well that's fine so stream this on disney plus stream bob and star wherever you can yeah and more female comedies yeah well next time we'll find something maybe as good or bad (laughs) (laughs) but for now that's that's a wrap you like those flicks come get your fix in a podcast called mixed bag